James chapter 5, starting in verse 13. Praise the Lord. anyone among you suffering then he must pray is anyone cheerful he is to sing praises is anyone among you sick then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord And the prayer offered in faith will restore those who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. My brethren, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns his back, let him know that he will turn a sinner from the error of his ways and will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Let's pray, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I come before you today in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your presence here today, God. And I thank you for your word, God, that is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. Lord, I just ask you to speak to us today what you would have, Father God, to share what's on your heart today, God. Father, I thank you, Jesus, that, God, you are faithful, that, Lord, you hear our prayers, and that our prayers accomplish much. Father, I thank you, Jesus, for every man and woman in here. I just pray blessings over them this morning, God. I pray favor over them. I pray good health over them right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord a hand, praise in this house. Amen. Praise the Lord.
Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about the power of prayer. I want to talk to you a little bit about the power of prayer, and I'm going to focus in really on praying for others. Because when we think about it, number one, there's power in your prayers. And number two, amen, there's a lot of need for your prayers. I want us to begin to grab a hold of this today because I want us to really become a congregation that is prayer focused a congregation that believes God for the impossible. A congregation that will go to God concerning the needs of the brethren. I want us to be a congregation that when things arise and we hear about situations, that we don't go and gossip about it, but we begin to go to the Lord and we begin to pray about it. I want us to become a church and a body, amen, that operates in the power of prayer that moves heaven to earth and begins to open up doors and avenues and move in people's lives, amen. I want us to begin to be a church that has a burden, amen, for others and their needs, amen, and that we know that we have access to the one who has the source to meet every one of those needs, whatever it may may be, amen, that nothing is impossible for our God. I want us to be people, amen, that are concerned enough with others, amen, that we want to begin to pray for their situation and their circumstance and begin to watch God move and begin to believe God, amen, until it's done in Jesus' name, amen, because there's a lot of needs. Are y'all with me today? There's a lot of people that are, are dealing with stuff and going through stuff and it's it's time for us to be a church, amen, that matures and rises up, amen, and is not consumed all with themselves, but is focused on interceding for others, amen, interceding for those that need it, amen, interceding in a way that will begin to shift, amen, the things from heaven and bring it to earth and let it begin to manifest itself in the lives of the believers. But this takes, amen, maturing. It's time to come to maturity, amen, as a body of Christ. You know, when we're young in the Lord, we focus on praying all these prayers for ourselves. But as we begin to mature, we need to begin to be praying for others. Praying for others' needs. Praying for others' circumstances. Praying for others' healings. Praying, amen, for God to move in their situation. So I want to talk about the power of prayer, but I want us to focus on praying for others. You know, I'm going to read to you real quick out of the book of Colossians in chapter 1. And I want us to look as Paul is writing here to the church of Colossae. Starting in verse 9, he says of chapter 1, 
He says, for this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all aspects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God and strengthening with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all the steadfastness and patience and joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. You know, You know, a lot of times we as people and as the church, we hear about something and we tell somebody, you know, I'll pray for you. But the question is, is do we truly pray for them? Do we truly pray for their situation or is it just something that we say, okay, I'll pray for you? You know, I don't know what it is that we need to do. I believe that we need to begin to start a prayer wall. Amen. I believe we need to begin to start a prayer list. Amen. I believe we need to begin to start this. Amen. Because what we begin to do is we begin to engage. Amen. A God that has every resource that we need to meet our needs according to his riches and glory. And he is lacking in nothing. Amen. If you need healing, God is a healer. If you need provision, God is a provider if you need peace God is the prince of peace if you need restoration God is a restorer amen if you need these things deliverance God is a deliverer this is the type of God that we serve he's the same yesterday today and forever we just have to tap into what God has amen are y'all with me today the Bible says amen that the fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much it accomplishes much much amen it shifts things amen into place and there's a lot of needs here there's a lot of people that are needing prayer amen and where amen if we're not going to pray who is going to pray and sometimes it's hard for us to pray for ourselves when we're going through something You know, when you're sick, amen, sometimes it's hard to operate in faith and believe God for a miracle. Are y'all with me today? It's time for the body of Christ to rise up and be and do what God's called us to do. It's time for us to come to maturity, no longer just praying for ourselves. Amen. And our list of what we want or what we don't have, it's time to grow up into maturity. As we look right here in chapter 2, we begin to see Paul. Amen. Paul begins to share some different things here and he begins to, begins to speak, amen, concerning 
different things that they would pray for. And as we look here, amen, in, in verse 9 right here, he says right here, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of what? Of his will, amen. He says, I'm praying, amen, that you'll be filled with the knowledge of God's will for your lives, amen. And he goes on to say, not only will you be filled and know the knowledge of God's will for your life, amen, but he goes on to say even more, amen, that they would pray that you would do God's will in your life. This is what his prayer was, amen. I pray that God reveals his will to you, his perfect, good, and pleasing will. And not only do I pray that he reveals it, that you come to knowledge of it, but I pray that you have the ability to do it, amen, that you can carry it out, amen, Paul believed that this prayer, amen, would accomplish much, that this prayer would begin to shift things, amen, and change things. Some of you are here today because somebody was praying for you and believing God that you, that you were going to see God's will, that you were going to come to the knowledge of God's will, and that you were going to be able to carry it out. This is what Paul's saying ever since I heard of it. Paul was a man of prayer. He knew that prayer could shift things. He knew that it would move things. He knew that it would produce some things in his life and in the lives of others. He says, I haven't even stopped praying for you. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. I haven't ceased to pray for you. We need to become a men and women of prayer. You know, when Jesus turned over the tables, amen, in the temple, he says, this, my house, shall be a house of prayer. And you've turned it into a den of robbers. My house is a house of prayer. Even Jesus knew that prayer was powerful and effective, amen, that it would move mountains. Hello, somebody. Jesus, amen, the son of God, the son of man, amen. God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God is with us. Even him knew that the importance in the power of prayer. And he exemplified it. Somebody say, God is good. He says, verse 10, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. To please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. See, he was praying not only that they would know the will of God, that they would come to the knowledge. See, my prayer is that you become to know the will of God for your life. Because yeah. you, can't, you can't go wrong with the will of God. You can't miss. You're going to be blessed. You're going to walk in fullness. You're going to walk in purpose. You're going to walk in joy. You're going to be fulfilled and satisfied. Amen. You're going to begin to see God take you somewhere because the will of God is great. Amen. It's better than anything you could ever de desire. But he also says, amen, not that you would know it. Amen. That you would want to do it and you would be able to. And then he says, that I pray for productivity in their lives. I'm praying that there's fruit produced in your life. I'm praying that you accomplish much, amen. That you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. To please him in all respects, amen. It pleases God when we walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. 
Some of you are so consumed with your own will. Hello, somebody. Your will doesn't work. God's will works. I pray that you surrender to the will of God. See, Paul was praying all this because he wanted him to be blessed. And he goes on to say, I pray for that you have a growing relationship with God. That your relationship isn't stagnant, it's, but it's growing, it's developing, you're going deeper. Amen. You're falling more in love with him. You're knowing him on a more personal level, on a more intimate level. This is what Paul was praising, pre, uh, praying for the church of Colossae. Are y'all with me today? And we can pray this for somebody who's saved or somebody who's unsaved. It doesn't matter. You're praying that for them. Amen. You're praying these things for them. Amen. See, we've got to become people of prayer, people that believe God. And not only that, but he prayed, amen, that they would receive power. Somebody say power. Because he knew they needed the power of the Holy Ghost. He knew they needed the power of God to go forward. Amen. He needed the power of God to carry it out. So he prayed for power in their lives. Look at verse 11 real quick. He says, strengthen with all power, amen, according to his glorious might. For the attaining of all steadfastness, it's going to take the power of God for you to be steadfast. It's going to take the power of God for you to be able to maintain. It's going to take the power of God, amen, for you to carry out the will of God in your life. Amen. I'm praying for the power of God. Hello, somebody. Man, I used to remember when those little old ladies would come into church, amen, and they just showed up from nowhere, amen. They don't even know them, and then they just sit there, and while I was preaching, they would just intercede for me, and they would be praying while I was preaching and the power of God would just move and penetrate people's hearts amen and change lives because why? because they were praying because they were interceding because they were believing God and for the power of God to move in that place he says I'm praying for the power of God in your life this is what Paul was saying that you receive power Look at verse 12. He says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Somebody say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. Amen. He doesn't, he'll qualify you. Are you all with me today? To share in the inheritance of the saints in light. But he's saying, I'm praying for them to have the right attitude. Are y'all with me today? To have a joyful attitude. I'm praying for you to have the joy of the Lord. See, saints, I just want us to become a church that prays and intercedes for one another. Amen. This is where we shift into maturity. This is when you shift from focusing self. Amen. Focusing on God and focusing on others. There's a lot of needs. There's a lot of people that are hurting. There's a lot of people. Amen. That need God to move in their life. They need comfort. They need healing. 
Amen. And we need to be the church that rises up and becomes that. And we come in agreement. Amen. The Bible says where two or more agree on anything, it shall be done. Anything you ask. There's power in agreement. There's power when you come and stand in agreement. Amen. We need to be praying, amen, for situations where people need the ministering angels to come, amen. This is a real war, amen. The, the, the battle is here, it's in, and the warfare is increasing, amen, and the devil, amen, is not playing fair. Hello, but greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, amen, and we've got to begin to intercede. We need the intercessors that are moving, amen, and interceding, amen. I'm telling you this right now, amen, and you need to become an intercessor, hello somebody you need to become somebody that prays for others amen in their life that they can make it amen I pray that there's somebody out there praying for me amen that's praying for my family that's praying for God to move amen in this ministry are y'all with me today amen it's time to rise up amen you can't do this in the flesh though are y'all with me today God is good. I'm going to share a quick story with you. Amen. This is just a story that I read. I didn't come up with it. But one day there was three men and they were hiking. And unexpectedly they came upon a large uh, violent river. Amen. So they were hiking out of the woods, and all of a sudden they come up to this river, and they needed to get to the other side. But they had no idea on how to do so. And so the first man prayed to God, and he said, Please, God, give me the strength to cross the river. And here we go, boom. God answers his prayer. God gave him these big arms and these strong legs. And he was able to swim across the river in about two hours after almost drowning a couple of times. And then seeing this, the second man prayed to God saying, please, God, give me the strength and the tools to cross the river. And boom, God gave this rowboat and he was able to cross the river in about an hour. And after almost capsizing the boat a couple of times, but he made it across. Amen. And then. The third man, he had seen how this had worked out for the other two. And so he prayed to God saying, please, God, give me the strength, give me the tools, and give me the intelligence to cross this river. And boom, God began to do so. He answered his prayer. Amen. My wife likes this, but God turned him into a woman. And this woman, she looked at the map, and she hiked upstream a couple of hundred yards, and then she walked across the bridge. <laughs> Hello. You know us men, we're going to try to figure it out. 
It's like trying to give us something to put together. We're not going to read the instructions. Amen. But we're going to read the, the Bible, which is basic instructions before leaving earth. Amen. Amen. But I want us to jump over back into our original text in James. I want us to become people of prayer. Prayer that moves mountains. Praying for one another. Praying for one another. You know one of the quickest ways that I had come to accomplish not just telling somebody, hey, I'll pray for you. Because sometimes I get busy. I forget. Sometimes I'll stop what I'm doing right there and just begin to pray for them. Are you all with me today? Just begin to pray for them right there in that situation. See, one thing we've got to realize, saints, is we never know what other people are dealing with. We never know what other people are going through. We never know what they are experiencing. We never know what may have just occurred in their life. And sometimes we're just so caught up, amen, that we're not even aware. Because everybody's not going to always just tell you everything. It's time to come to maturity. It's time to grow up. It's time to begin to intercede for others. Life is not a bed of roses. There's good times and there's bad times. And this is, Christians are not excluded from this. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. But the difference is this, that we go through things in a different way. Look at the verse in James chapter 5. We don't have to go through it alone. Verse 13. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. See, I want you to look at that for just a moment because on the surface, James seems to be talking about two different conditions. He says, if you're suffering, then pray. But if you're cheerful, then sing songs of praise. 
But I want you to look at this context for just a moment in, in a little bit a different setting, amen, because I want you to know that a Christian can even be cheerful during suffering. If you pray and if you unload your burden to God, amen, I believe what James was trying to say, when anyone is suffering, they should pray, amen. And when they pray, then they're going to begin to be filled with the joy, amen. They're going to be cheerful and joyful, and then they're going to begin to sing songs to God, amen, even in the midst of their suffering, even in the presence of their enemy, amen, because they prayed, and God began to show up, and God began to move, and God began to fulfill them, amen, with cheerfulness, and joy, and then you begin to sing to the Lord, and you begin to thank God, and praise God, even in the midst of your situation, even in the midst of your circumstance, even in the midst of going through the fire, amen, because you know how to tap in to a resource that can carry you through. Because we're not exempt from suffering. It rains on the just and the unjust. Are y'all with me today? But you got to pray until it turns into a joyful song. Somebody say God is good. You know, a good example is Paul and Silas. In the book of Acts 16 and 25, let's look. Acts chapter 16 and verse 25. But about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. You know, I want you to look at this for just a moment because according to the book of Acts, amen, the, the apostles, the disciples, they were beat up. They were thrown into the innermost cell of the prison and they had their feet fastened in these stocks. And they must have been in a whole lot of pain. But they were praying. And they were singing. So pray when you're suffering and sing when you're cheered up by your prayer. James chapter 14 Excuse me, James chapter 5, verse 14. He talks about praying for the sick. Can you put that up there for me real quick? You know, one of the hardest things that I've had, I was telling Savannah, with what I had been going through, amen, is that I know that if I press in, I can grab a hold of God. If I'll press in in prayer, if I'll press in in worship, 
But the thing that was tough is I didn't have the strength or feel good enough to be press in. In other words, I know how to fight in the spiritual realm. But sometimes it's hard to fight, especially when you're sick. And this is where you need somebody else to fight with you and to fight for you and to believe God. It's easy for us to believe God when it's not our situation, but when it's our own situation, amen, it's kind of tough to believe God. It's kind of tough to have faith that moves mountains. And I know how to press in and I know how to build myself up in my most holy faith. The word says, amen. It says praying in the spirit, always building yourself up in your most holy faith, amen. But sometimes it's hard to build up in that faith, amen. When you're in that situation, are y'all with me today? And sometimes it takes somebody else, amen, to come in, amen, and believe God and pray for you, amen, and break those chains up off of you. Let's look right there real quick in verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, amen, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, you know, if somebody is sick, the Bible doesn't ask us to call a faith healer to pray for the sick. It says that we call the elders of the church and have them pray over the sick. And the elder, amen, is a, referring to spiritual leaders or mature Christians, amen. I'm praying that y'all will rise up, amen, into maturity, amen, and operate in what God has called you to operate in, amen, and coming together in faith and believing God for people's situations and their circumstances, amen. I'm believing that's what happens in this church, amen, that this church, amen, is a Bible-believing, amen, on fire, amen, mountain-moving church, amen, that begins to bring heaven to earth and shift things around in people's lives in their situations Amen. and believe in God for the impossible Amen. and realizing when somebody is wounded and standing in the gap for them are y'all with me today God is good, amen. And the third situation is that we have to pray for the sinners, amen. We got to pray for one another. We're all sinners in need of a Savior, amen. We all need Jesus. Are y'all with me today? I'm almost done. Look at verse 16. He says, therefore, confess your sins to one another. And pray for one another so that you may be healed. 
Now, if you notice, amen, he says, confess your sins to one another. He didn't say, confess your sins to the priest. I know in the Old Testament, you could confess your sin to the priest. He didn't just say, confess your sins to the pastor. Even though there's nothing wrong with that. But he says to one another. See, what I want you to realize today, amen, is that every single born-again believer is a priest. Every single believer has access directly to the Father. Every single believer can intercede Amen. And believe God concerning your situation. He says, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed and so that your sins may be forgiven. Are y'all with me today? Amen. The Bible says you're a royal priesthood. The Bible says you're a holy nation. You're a child of the king and you have access to the king of kings through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You have the ability to pray for one another. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And you need to pray fervently. Somebody say fervently. fervently. He says, the effective prayer or the fervent prayer of a righteous man. Amen. If you're born again, amen, you're righteous. You're the righteousness of God. He accredits you his righteousness. Now, yes, there needs to be some right living, amen, that occurs. Hello, somebody. There needs to be a repentant lifestyle, amen. You don't need to be in sin, amen, living in sin and, and, and expect your prayers to be received, amen. But we're all the righteousness of God. We're all a righteous man or woman. Amen. Hello, somebody. If you're born again, you're the righteousness of God. Jesus accredits you his righteousness. That's the only thing that makes you righteous in the first place. Hello. Because uh, we're all sinners in need of a savior. We're all, amen, red, red as crimson. Hello, somebody. But he, he made us white as snow. We were all dead in our trespasses and sins, but he made us alive in Christ Jesus. Are y'all with me today? And then we begin to see where James talks about praying for the nation. And James uses Elijah as an example of an ordinary man with a fervent prayer life. In other words, Elijah was a human being just like us. But he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And the Bible says for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again, the Bible says. And the heaven gave rain and the earth yielded its harvest. You can find this in 1 Kings chapter 17 and 18, amen, where wicked King Ahab and Jezebel, his queen, amen, they had led Israel away from the Lord, and they had led him into worship of Baal. 
And God began to punish the nation by holding back the rain that they needed. Amen. And for three and one half years, the heavens were as brass and the earth unable to produce the crops necessary for life. Amen. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel and he fell down before the Lord in prayer. And he prayed and sent seven servants seven times to see if there was evidence of rain. And the seventh time his servants saw a little cloud. And before long, there was a great rain and the nation was saved. But it took Elijah praying and believing God for the nation of Israel. In other words, he's saying, you need to pray for your nation. You need to pray for your leaders. You need to pray for your pastors. You need to pray for people in the positions of authority. Somebody say God is good. You know, we need to ask ourselves, does our nation need a shower of blessings, of God's blessing today? Hello, somebody. So we need to pray when we're suffering. Worship team, can you come forward? We need to pray for the sick. We need to pray for one another. And we need to pray fervently for the nation. Jeremiah said this right here in verse 29 and verse 12. If you'll put that up there. He says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Next verse. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. He says, when you call upon me and you pray to me, I will hear you. And I will answer you. And I will move in your situation. There's a lot of people that need God to move. Raise your hand if you need God to move in this situation. Huh? I'm going to tell you I need God to move in a situation. You know, I was telling you one thing that's hard It's hard for me to press in on my own right now because I don't feel well. You 
know, and it's only by the grace of God that I can come up here and preach like this. It's only because the anointing of God comes on me in order to meet y'all's needs. This is a time where we need people to pray and intercede for us. And I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one that has a situation. You need God to move. Sometimes you feel like you don't even have the strength to do it. That's where we need to be there for one another pray for one another intercede for one another it's going to take us not being caught up in our own stuff a mature Christian even in the midst of their own suffering will still Pray and intercede for somebody else. They're suffering. They're hurting. They're in a bad situation. They got some impossible deal. They're, they need the comfort of the Lord. Amen. They're, they're looking at something. I don't know, you know how it's going to get fixed. How it's going to happen. And, you know, but, no, but a mature Christian still rises up in the midst of that and prays and intercedes for others. Amen. That's the church that we have to become. That's the church that we have to become. That's the church that we have to become. Because prayer moves mountains. It shifts heaven to earth. It makes the impossible possible. It does, saints. And we have some impossible things that God can only make possible. Come on, stand to your feet. Maybe we need to make a prayer wall. Or maybe we need to make a prayer list. I know great needs that are all across this sanctuary. And they're just going to increase. we're human beings and stuff happens in life stuff happens it's going to take the power of prayer to change the power of prayer to change something a little bit different while they, y'all can keep playing if you have a real serious need in your life you need God to move in a mighty way I want to hear about it right now just share it just share it in a few words yeah go ahead okay financial blessing who else somebody else yes sir Jay 
Y'all heard that? Yes. Who else has something? Yes. Y'all are hearing this, right? Come on, y'all don't be bashful. I know y'all got his things going on. Court case. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Okay. Family needs. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Peace. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Huh? North Korea. Okay. Yeah. Gracie. For what? I'm sorry. Okay. They lost their son last night. Yeah. Comfort. And God is a comforter. You lost your husband. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Yes, sir. Corey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, sir. 